So, what does it take to launch and run an Amada Senior Care franchise? Well, find out on another episode of We Are Amada. I'm Marcos Mora. Welcome to the show. So, very special episode of We Are Amada today. We have the founder and CEO of Amada Senior Care, Tafa Jefferson. Welcome to the show. Welcome, welcome. It's always nice spending time with you, Marcos. <laughs> <laughs> you are our radio voices. I'm I'm the deep radio voice. <laughs> Actually, you have a, a good radio voice. I never noticed that. All right, I'll tell my wife that. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> so Tafa Jefferson is the founder and CEO of We Are Amada and also former pro football player, played for the... Chicago Bears. I once introduced Tafa as the center for the Chicago Cubs. <laughs> Marcos is a big sports I'm fan, big sports for, fan. for those of you who know him yeah. well. Yeah, yeah. so I'd, man, I'd, I get that wrong a lot. So here's why we wanted to have Tafa on the show talking to you guys today, because here's one thing we know about you. If you're on this show, if you're listening to this, you're probably wondering, is Amada the right opportunity for me? Is this something I should even consider, leaving my job and starting this business? As you probably know by now, we have about 150 so locations throughout the United States. Yeah. The vast majority of them are run by former sales reps, folks from Merck, Pfizer, Abbott, Stryker, Medtronic, and then probably about 20% of them are run by people from all walks of life. And the great thing about Tafa, the reason I wanted to have him here talking to you guys today is Tafa has visited with 100% of our franchise partners. You have gone to their territories, you've spent time with them. So I want to ask you the question. And I love it. That's the best part of my job, by is the way. Is meeting with the franchise oh partners. Oh my gosh, I love it. So the question is this, and we get this all the time. Will I be successful if I quit my job, which I've, you know, a lot of these folks have been in their jobs for 30 years, 20 years. They have huge caches at, at their businesses, at their the employers that they work for. They're well known. They make good money. So they're going to quit their job and they're going to start a modest senior care. Will they be successful? So what are the top three things you would say you have found that successful entrepreneurs, franchise partners do in this business that you think if, if you can't do these three, stay your job. Don't do this. And there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. There's 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 yeah. really nothing wrong with that. So, you know, there's three things that come to mind. It's actually four. I'm going to add another one on. Okay. But there's three things that I think of immediately if someone were to get into this business. And it doesn't matter if it's this business. It's any business. Yeah. You know, I don't care what you're doing. And I've, and I've shared that before. But the one thing that comes to mind is work ethic. You know, if you're working hard to accomplish the day-to-day -day tasks that you need to do in order to be successful, you'll be successful. And, you know, everybody has a different idea of what success is. I mean, I certainly have a different idea of what success is in my life. Yeah. Success isn't measured by money. Honestly, it's not. Um, for me, I have a different value set. I work the business because I love the business. Yeah. I love working the business, right? It's fun for me. But I tell a lot of our franchisees or the prospects that come through here, it's all about your work ethic. There's a lot of times, and I've met a lot of people who are very hard workers, but mm -hmm. unfortunately with the wrong direction, yeah. you can work hard on the wrong things. Yeah. I mean, it's certainly possible, right? But how do you work hard on the right things? How do you work hard on the things that you can capitalize off of or the things that will 
ultimately make you successful in your field, mm-hmm. right? And so I think work ethic has a lot to do with it. And it's fine, you know, coming early, staying late, that's great. But there's a lot of people who come early and stay late and don't get a lot and get, done. And get nothing done, yeah. Right? Yeah. So for me, it's work ethic, doing all the little things that are necessary in it in order to be successful. And what are the little things? It's making sure you, from the moment you get up, you know what you, what, what you have to accomplish. And it doesn't start the morning you get up. Last night, I was prepping for my day to day, right? I can't go to bed unless I prep mentally of, of the things that I need to do in order to power through my day. And so it starts the night before. Sometimes it starts the week before and it mm-hmm. starts the month before because it's like if you've ever been on a boat and you're out in the open sea and you have no rudder, right? You're going nowhere. Yeah, right. you're working hard on sailing and moving the boat around, but, but you you're know, not, you're getting, not anywhere. getting anywhere. Yeah. So um, for me, a lot of it's work ethic, but in order to work on the right things and do the right things necessary in order to win, because mm-hmm. I, I like to win, Yeah. it's, you know, are you putting the preparation in? Are you discussing your goals with other people? verbally discussing it right telling people what you intend to do yeah, which which uh, creates accountability right it if, creates if actually, accountability yeah, right yeah which is something i think our franchise consultants do very well at right yeah uh the team that's here working with the franchise partners we're not bosses no. we're not making you do anything this nope. is your business if you're a franchise partner it's your business but there's accountability coaches that will help you stay on target and keep your work ethic on yeah and, and here's the thing is like you know a part of this business, the the challenging part, but the part I just happen to love is the grind of the sales calls, right? If you don't love interacting with other people, I'm very sociable. I, I mean, that's what drives me. Mm-hmm. My wife is the opposite. Yeah. She yeah. wants a book, her coffee and her dog. Right. That's it. Yeah. But for me, it's like I, I gain energy by, by visiting with people. And in order to be successful in this business, you got to get up every morning and want to eat someone's lunch. Yeah. And what I mean by eating their lunch is you got to be you got to make sure that you're prepared to go in and hammer out your sales call all of them right you got to be prepared to make sure that you get up and you put out the fires if any with your clients and your caregivers and your referral sources you got to get up and make sure that you're you're looking to better the operation mm-hmm. right by coming up with new ideas to you know drive your messaging and they're all on all fronts right now at this particular time and point we are taking the same approach to garnering new clients as we do with caregivers so how we articulate that messaging and how we bring new caregivers to Amada, you got to compete for that, right? And we're putting a lot of time and resources and work into recruiting our caregivers, right? Because yeah, that's changed, right? It's the, completely changed. When, when you started the business, would you say it was maybe, I don't know if it's easier, but different hiring caregivers as it is today? I'd say it was easier. It was easier. <laughs> it was just easier. I mean, to I'm just hire being honest with you. I mean, yeah. it was easier because. At that particular point in time, home care, and, and you got to remember, when you back up a little bit, I got my start in home care in 97. Uh-huh. So home care was this off, you know, to the side service offering that not a lot of people were aware of and yeah. only a very affluent, you know, families could afford to bring in a caregiver. It uh-huh. wasn't something that was a huge need, right? But now it's completely changed. I mean, you throw in the pandemic, post-pandemic, families really understand what's involved in taking care of mom or dad. And now it's the discussion that we're having is, do you have enough resources to take care of mom or dad? Because Medicare is not going to take care of mom or dad, Mm -hmm. right? Right. So, you know, getting back to my whole recruiting, it was a lot easier because we were able to pick from a wide array of, of applicants. Now that's not the case because 
as we've been aging in place and as more and more people are, are, are having that desire to stay in, at home, nine out of 10 seniors, when polled, they want to stay at home, right? Right. Yeah. So when you have that and you couple it with a pandemic and you couple it with a tightening job market, it's difficult, but it requires work, right? It requires a good work ethic. It requires strategy. And once we develop the strategy, we implement the tactical part of it and we execute. So again, it gets back to my whole thing about work ethic. If you work hard enough on the right things, you'll get good results. And usually if you get good results, good results can turn into great results. Okay, so uh, for those of you guys listening, you're thinking about, is a modest senior care right for me? Number one is work ethic. And you're talking about work ethic, meaning, and it, this isn't uh, rocket surgery. I mean, nope. it's like you said, every morning on a Monday, you have five accounts you got to go see. Can you talk a little bit about that? Like Monday, actually, you wake up. Actually, you have... 10 to 15, Marcos. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> so, you, and and how do I even know, like, which ones I'm going to go see? How does Amada help me figure out? Like, what, I, I know the answer is yes. Yeah. But is there a playbook that our franchise partners are going to follow when they first start? Because like, dude, I got work ethic coming out of my ears. Yep. But are you going to tell me where to go and what to do? Absolutely. We'll tell you exactly where to go. We'll tell you exactly what your messaging should be. Mm -hmm. We'll tell you what works and what does not work, right? So you get the playbook, right? We'll identify call points. We'll identify messaging and we'll identify like this is what a normal call cycle and a schedule looks like. This is what you can expect. And uh, nine times out of 10 on the first call, the door is going to get slammed in your face. Right. But don't panic. That's normal. Yeah. That's very normal. And it's okay. Which is why sales reps do so well with us because they've had the door slammed on their face. Exactly. Well, some. Yeah. Yeah. I've, I've, I've done it. And you know what? It gets me to my next point. It's your mindset, right? Yeah. So work ethic and then it's mindset. So number two, mindset. Yeah, because if the door gets slammed in your face, there's there's two people in this world, right? There really is. I mean, let's be honest. You're either going to rise to the occasion and yeah. take that as a challenge. Right. And, and you're offended and it stings a little bit and that's okay. Yeah. Or you're going to say, well, you know what? I won't call on that place again. And you'll feel rejected. You'll jump in your car. You'll cry in your car. You'll probably go get a latte <laughs> and, and have a nice lunch somewhere. Yeah. Or the first person, which that's me, is I'm going to sit in that parking lot and fume and write meticulous notes and know exactly who I spoke with because I need to speak with someone else in that office. And next time I'm coming through the back door. Yeah, And right? you're coming back. I am you're, definitely you're not, coming back. You're not back. taking no for an answer. Nope. We don't, we don't take no for an answer. So uh, I was thinking about how interesting this is that we have had franchise partners and they'll stay nameless, but we've had franchise partners that came in for Discovery Day, which for, for you guys who are listening, Discovery Day is... When you come, you've, you've done your research about Amada, you come and visit with us here in Orange County, you meet Tafa, you meet me, you meet everybody here in the company, and you get to decide if this is the right business for you. We've had people come to Discovery Day where you were like, no, yeah. this person should not open an Amada senior care. And we've had people fight back who were yeah. like, wait a minute, Tafa, yeah. that's BS. I will run circles around this thing. I'm going to do that. And they fight and they fight and we go, okay. Show us what you've got. And there's been a couple that it was number one and number two. Yeah. They and and I think we what first, what makes you say no when you see them? And what do you think? You I'm kind of leading you here that yeah. sometimes people don't seem like they'd be successful. And we kind of have this like, we want to protect you, right? We don't we don't want you in harm's way. We want to make sure this is right. 
So yeah, um, I can think of two franchisees, and it's so funny because I just talked to one of them yesterday, yeah. and I said no, and uh, he proved me wrong. Yeah, he proved me wrong. But I think it's such a great story because marathon, right? Yes. Yeah, and that was actually one of them. That was one of them. Uh, but the other one was happens to be in Texas and proved me wrong. Proved you wrong. Yeah. And so it, it's great. It's great to see that. But again, it was a mindset. It was like, absolutely, I can do this business. Yeah. And in this particular instance, he came, uh, he didn't really have a true sales door knocking background. Right. Which, 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 which is a worry for us. It's, yeah. it's a concern, yeah. right? And, you know, Marcos, I take this very seriously. Whenever someone comes in and they're looking for, uh, to, you know, do home care, specifically amount of franchise is an opportunity. It's like, I take it incredibly personal because I realize they're putting their life savings on the line. I don't want to be a bad business partner. I don't want to lead you down a, a dark alley. And so well, let me, let me, let me say this. There were times Tafa in the early days of Amada where we had payroll to meet, yeah. we had money that had to be made and it never, ever mattered to you. No. Meaning you never made the decision of, okay, and this is very normal in franchising, right? Franchisors need the money. They need the franchise fee. So they'll take the money. And I've never seen you do that. I've never, in I, 10 years, I've yeah. never seen you just go, we need the money, guys. Take take the yeah. money. If the no, guy doesn't succeed, it's, it, it, it's his fault. Here's the deal is, is honestly, if, if I'm going to shake on it, right? Me personally, and, and I'm going to vouch for the business, um, I take it seriously. And I understand that there's a, a lot of sacrifice that's been made on the part of the applicant. And the last thing I want to do is have them come in and fail. That's right. So sometimes the, the it's the tough thing to do, but the, it's the right thing to do is say, hey, maybe this isn't for you, yeah. right? Yeah. And I'm okay with having that discussion. Uh, but when you guys bring us rock stars, as you always do, <laughs> I'm like, let's get after it. Let's yeah. go. Yeah. So um, again, back to the mind mindset, I think that's incredibly important because you have one of two things that's going to happen, right? You're either going to have someone who's going to get offended mm -hmm. and someone who's going to say, hey, I want to win. And what did I do and analyze the situation? Because I've been there before, right? I've been there a million times and I thrive in that space. I love it. I, I like that space. I'm okay there, right? Yeah. Uh, because now I got to figure out a way to win them over and get the business, right? And, you know, truthfully, sometimes I never get the business, but nine times out of 10, I do. Right. Right. By being, by being tenacious. Yeah, you just got to be tenacious. So we said work ethic, the mindset, because you can work and work and work and work, but if you have the right, right mindset, yeah. what would you say is, I think there's three, there's, I think you added a four, the but third, the third, the third, third thing one. that you must have to be successful as a Mata franchise partner. You got to be disciplined. And I know this sounds really corny. Oh, mindset, you know, work ethic yeah. and discipline. But I'm telling you, I'm from the mean streets of Orange County. <laughs> <laughs> There and, are there are a couple. And, there's a couple. Yeah, streets. there's a couple mean streets. But I will tell you, it's highly competitive out here. Yeah. And if you don't know what you're doing, and you're not uh, constantly in the fight, in the dog fight, you will get your lunch eaten. Okay. Yeah. And so the third part of it, which is a very important part of building any business, I don't care if I was pumping yogurt. Okay. I'll buy a yogurt franchise. Yoga franchise. I'm going to pump the most yogurt out of my unit <laughs> <laughs> as humanly possible. So the discipline, because you have to do the little things in order to win. It's like, and I think I, I accumulated some of this and just with my sports background, I, I mean, playing the game for me was icing on the cake, but all the prep that had to happen in the fall, in the summer, 
uh, leading up to the season. Yeah. I mean, we don't just show up and throw a uniform on. Yeah. Like, I've been through hell days. It's grueling. I've, you know, broken bones. I've sprained stuff, right? I've had to re- recoup and recover. And through it all, I still got to go lift weights to, to make sure my body's in yeah, there's shape. No, no excuses, right? Yeah. You, there's no excuse to keep going. No, but it's those are all the little things, you know, making sure you're, you know, on your training regimen and you're eating right. With this big old sexy body, I got here. <laughs> <laughs> that's three hundred and thirty pounds of well, love. You're, you're right? back on it, right? You're back on it. <laughs> yeah, I am. I am. Thank, thanks to you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm eating better, guys. Marcus has me eating salads now. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> but anyhow, it gets to my point. You know, you have to be able to enjoy doing the little things that might not be enjoyable, right? It might not be enjoyable. Okay, so. Yes, I, I've got to prep for, you know, uh, the employees coming into the office. Yes, I got to make sure that, you know, as we go through our weekly uh, meeting, that all departments are functioning and operating uh, properly. Yes, I got to make sure I, I clean sweep my payroll to make sure that there's no leaks. Yes, I got to make sure I clean sweep through my customer service log to make sure that there aren't any complaints. You got to do all those things. You got to do them over and over and enjoy it, right? Until you can create a process, a process that's bulletproof of which we've done it, right? Mm -hmm. I've been putting caregivers in homes for 20, going on 23, 24 years now, right? And so it's been a long haul. It's been an enjoyable haul, but we've built out the process. It's It's done. Because sometimes as we've grown, there's been sort of this desire to make the process sexier or more streamlined. And you always go back to, guys, and you actually said it right before we started recording, right? The things that you do are not very sexy. They're not very complicated. Hey, you know you, you know what? Take a guess of what the number one selling ice cream is. It's vanilla. I didn't know that. Vanilla. Maybe it's a lot of sense. Vanilla. It's, it's number one. We're just vanilla, right? Yeah, it's vanilla. Right? You know, there's a market for everybody. Every, there's people who like, you know. Salted caramel. Whatever, of, right? Yeah, yeah. But vanilla is vanilla, right? Just like lemonade is lemonade, yeah, right? So for us, the, the, the principles that guide our business and the, the, the structure never changes. We will always need the best caregivers, right? Yep. We will always need clients that appreciate a higher level of service. Mm-hmm. We are not Walmart. Right. We're just not Walmart. Right. Okay. That's not our business model. You can go get that elsewhere. Yeah, I don't want to name sure, names, but sure. they're, they're a dime a dozen. And a lot of times we'll even refer business to them, right? It's like, Absolutely. if it's not our client, it's not our go client. over to that home care company. No problem. Yep. I have no problem with yep. it. There's a specific client that I'm looking for, mm-hmm. and there's a specific caregiver that I'm looking for. And when we find them, we hire them. Right. And we treat them like family. We bring them in. They're a part of the family. Right. And we, when we bring the, on board the client, when I look that daughter in the eyes and tell her, hey, I've got mom or I've got dad, I really mean it. Yeah. So, yeah, it's just like not every client's a good client for us you know and most senior care operators they won't be willing to say that especially on a podcast right yeah but it's not not, it's just the truth it's our truth yeah not every caregiver is a good caregiver and not every Mm -hmm. client's the client that we're looking for that's right and that's okay yeah so and i remember you you telling me you going back to doing the uncomfortable thing i can't remember who it is you were visiting who was stuck at like a million and a half in revenues and you went out and you, you're visiting with them and, and you said, well, let's let's go do some calls. And they took you to like three or four referral sources, all of which were like, hey, what's up, buddy? And they were like, they all knew him. And you're like, well, wait a minute. These guys all know you. I thought we were going to go and, and market to brand new referral sources. Yeah. And when do you do that? And the franchise partner said, well, I, you know, I, I haven't been. I, I just keep going back 
to my three or four referral sources yeah. who are feeding me the business yeah. because it's uncomfortable to Here's go out and is, get more. It, it's so true. And it's a sad thing for me to see because like, it's very easy to get comfortable. Yeah. You know, yeah, you're doing, you're doing 1.5 million. You've I mean, replaced your job. You get yeah. comfortable. Yeah. Which is crazy, by the way. And that's, that's, um, I mean, again, uh, it gets back to my statement I made earlier, you know, different people have different, you know, ideas of what success is. And I would tell this to anyone, if you're, if you're coming to our agency just to replace your job, this is not the right fit. It's not the right fit. The right fit. Right. It's just not because we want so much more. I mean, the reason I still work as hard as I do now than I did back then is Mm -hmm. because I want to change the industry. I want to do things that haven't been done before. And I want to bring people along with us that have that same mindset. And so if they're looking to just replace their job, that's not good enough for us. We want people who are going to want to change the industry by, by providing good quality care in their own community. And we honestly, we just want people that are going to come on board and want to eat glass and nails for breakfast. I want guys and gals that are going to get out and convert the business and develop the relationships and drive the system, right? It's, you know, there are a dime a dozen out there. There's so many other home care agencies that you can choose from, right? You don't have to pick us. There's actually home care companies that will actually tell you, hey, this would be a great way for you to replace your your income. This would be a great way for you to have a passive job. Run. Yeah, run. Yeah, yeah run. exactly. That's not us. And that's okay. And that's okay. So we said work ethic number one. We said number two is your mindset. mindset. Number three is discipline. And I'd asked you for three, and you said you wanted to add a fourth. Yeah. I thought that was interesting. What is the fourth thing we have to do if you want to become successful? In a Mata franchise. The fourth is you got to be able to lead, okay? Mm. Because again, it gets back to if you want to replace a job, then that's not it's not what we're looking for. But if you're willing to lead, build a team that you can lead, uh, whether you're in it, you know, uh, pulling up your sleeves, working the business every day, or whether you're out of it, you got to be able to build a team that's going to drive all these initiatives that you've developed, right? And that you are kind of working on on a daily basis so no one is gonna go work for someone that you know they don't want to follow yeah. i mean who, who wants to do that i certainly don't yeah. right and the unique thing about our company is and i'm so privileged to even still be here and, and contributing in in any way that i can is that we're a collective right that's our mindset is anyone that doesn't have our logo that's competition to us yeah right And so with us, if our franchise, if we can't teach our franchisees and our franchise partners how to lead good teams, we failed. Yeah. Right. And so that's what's extremely important. That's what I've seen, Marcos, as I've traveled the country and visited with our offices. The teams that can lead effective management teams, those are the ones that are winning. Yeah. Those are the ones that are garnering more market share. And those are the ones that are truly hard to stop in different markets. It's impossible to stop those guys, yeah. right? And so that's that's what I've seen. Well, I think it's, so, it's such an interesting number four is lead because at first when you start the business, it's you, yourself, and you, right? It's like, grind. You're it. Yep. And there's not there's only you're leading yourself. Yep. But you're just you're you're everything. You're yep. doing the sales, you're doing the marketing. And then yep. finally you hire somebody that's more of an administrative assistant. Yep. They do some work for you. But eventually, if you ever want to get unstuck, you can't do everything yourself. And you've got to be able to lead people who are perhaps even better than you. Better than you. At, yep. at those certain things. Yep. And be a good leader of those people. And it's the only way that you, you can't you can't do this all by yourself. Well, you can replace 
potentially replace your income doing it all by yourself. Yeah. But you can't scale the, I don't, uh, well, there, there isn't anything you could possibly scale by yourself. I don't think it's just a motto anyway. No. Right. It's, it's, it's impossible. I mean, it's, I shouldn't say nothing's impossible, but it's very challenging. Yeah. And so if you aren't willing and if your mindset's not to lead by example, by the way, that your employees can then come in and follow suit after you and you can't teach them how to level up and for them to lead, you're wasting your time. Yeah. I think we've seen that Logan Outerbridge was just here for his training again. Yeah. yeah. Uh, for those of you guys who don't know, uh, Logan Outerbridge is our franchise partner in New Jersey. Came in, uh, Logan and his dad, Kevin. Came in in 2017, I believe it was, both Merck uh, reps, yep. and they created an amazing business. And I think their history is beautiful, right? It's It was just father and son, mm -hmm. just the two of them. They blow the doors out of the business, do amazing. And then they start, little by little, hiring amazing people. And they just acquired their second territory. Their first territory was Passaic County. Their second territory is in Princeton. And they so they came back to training with their two partners and managers mm -hmm. who are going to help manage Princeton. Yep. And I was blown away by them. They were amazing leaders, amazing home care, great experience. Yeah. But that's and that's why he's winning, right? Yeah. He's, he's hiring the right I people. Mean, Logan, I mean, and Kevin, they don't have to work anymore. Yeah. But they're not in it to, to for the money, right? It's just a different ball game man it's like you, you don't work for a paycheck you don't work all of us work to take care of our families but when you when you're able to accomplish that i work for sport man i truly work for sport i don't work for a paycheck anymore yeah and i love it yeah and that's what we want all of our franchisees that's what the mindset has got to be right we want to be equally yoked here and it's okay it works for some it doesn't work for others right. we're okay with that So for this audience, that is, it's a scary and exciting time. You've been at your job for 20, 30 years, and you've got this excitement about starting a new business and you want to start Namada Senior Care. What's your message to that person sitting in their car listening to us right now? Answer the bell. Answer the bell. And you know what? At least kick the tires because, mm -hmm. I mean, I don't want to live a life of regret. I mean, you know, unfortunately, there's a lot of things that I regret, right? But um I try to minimize that every day. Yeah. And so just answer the bell. Either answer it or just tell that little voice in your head to go away. And you go know. back to the job. Just go back to work. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. There's, okay. there's no harm, no foul. Yeah. Right? It's, yeah. it's just, it is what it is. But uh, if you got the itch, scratch it, right? Or, or at least explore the opportunity, right? There's nothing wrong with exploring the opportunity, but if it doesn't work out, hey, no harm, no foul. It's okay. It really is okay, Marcos. Everything's going to be fine. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, listen, this has been an interview with Tafa Jefferson. Thank you so much for being here with us, Tafa. I appreciate your time. Anytime. And uh, listen, if you are excited about starting a new business, keep going through the process. As Tafa said, no harm, no foul. You keep learning about it. We will never pressure you to do this. In fact, if there's anybody in this room that will probably talk you out of it, it's Tafa, yep. who, who is always saying, hey, you really got to know what you're getting into. But go through the discovery process. So for those of you who are in discovery process, we'll see you on the next call or at discovery day. For those of you who are just now listening to this and want to engage, go to amadaseniorcare.com slash franchise, amadaseniorcare.com slash franchise. Or by the way, if you're listening to this episode, you probably have an email from us. So just go search for Amada in your inbox and you'll find us, get our phone number, reach out, and we'll walk you through discovery. Thank you so much for being with us for this episode. This is We Are Amada. Thanks, Tafa. No problem. Thanks, Marcos.